warning. What you are about to hear is a really loud Catholic dude. After all, he ain't called the Forte Catholic for nothing. So relax your grip on the steering wheel. Pull your headphones away ever so slightly. Secure any loose articles and muffle Junior's ears because it's time to make Catholicism fun again on the Forte Catholic Show with Taylor Schroll on Red Sea Catholic Radio. Olivia Newton-John is here. What's up, Olivia? Hey! It's nice to see you. Yeah, I dyed my hair no longer blonde. Olivia Newton-John has blonde hair. They all know it's not oh. her. I was like, your hair looks nice, but I didn't think you changed it that much. <laughs> like, I was really self-conscious about... They can about. see now. They can see. So, what we are trying to do, hopefully you are... Some of you are watching this on YouTube, because we are attempting to record this, and I've never done video before because I look the way that I do. But people have been clamoring for, for video content for a while. They're like, hey, you should do this. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to edit. So you know what I decided? What? We'll record and I just won't edit. <laughs> oh, so this is it. This is it. There's no editing. No editing. But we're not live. We are not live. But we are <laughs> recording it like it is live because I'm not going to edit a single thing. Mm, you might change your mind. We're still, I'll, I'll still <laughs> edit the audio because oh. I need to do that. Do you not know how to edit the video? No, I have no skills when it comes to video editing. Audio okay. editing is one of my greatest skills. Video editing, I have no clue. You got nothing. Like I have absolutely but everybody, nothing. Everybody can see the Texas Tech back here now. It's not Texas Tech. We've it been is. through this. It's the Forte Catholic Colors. But uh, Big Olivia, you are here for the first time in this decade, and yeah. we are not going to talk about the new year at We're all not. because I'm tired of talking about okay, it. Okay, me too. Speaking of me too, you want to talk about the Golden Globes? I do. <laughs> I do want to talk about the Golden Globes. Uh, they are everything. So maybe one day we'll our this little rinky dink YouTube show will be at the Golden Globes. Oh my but gosh. the only way that we can do that is if you people that listen to the show, whether you're listening on radio, whether you're listening on the podcast, whether now you are watching us for some unknown <laughs> reason, reason on YouTube, you gotta subscribe. You gotta go subscribe to help a brother out. Yeah. So search Forte Catholic on YouTube if you are listening on uh podcast or on the radio. Just type in Forte Catholic. You'll see my little face. Click on it. Hit subscribe. And then you'll see videos of us like dancing throughout the music. I do love that music. It's fun. You were like, can I dance? And I'm I like, you're going to. I don't have to give you permission. I know. And I didn't dance as well this time. I got nervous. But usually I dance like a lot. I don't <laughs> I got, dance. Oh, okay. I'm going to like, okay. This is terrible. Uh, we've never had the problem of fixing your hair on the radio before so we're gonna still pretend like this is a radio show because guess what okay. it is okay i'm ready look at me hey, okay i'll look at nice you, to see you. Hey. I'm, I'm the host you're the co-host so i called you today yeah and i was like hey Liv, i have recorded five episodes of this show in the last week and a half blown away as people will be like about this thing i'm about to say I've got nothing less to say. Uh, I was shocked. When you said that, I was like, he's got a fever or maybe you have the flu. Like, that's not you at all. And usually we have no problem talking about stuff. Like, that's not, that is not where we butt heads, shockingly. Well, the last time you were here, we made the emphasis on co of co-host. Like, you are definitely the co-host. Wow. But today, like, you might have a little bit more host. Oh. Still with the co. This Still my, with the co. This is my one but shot. That's, do not miss your chance to blow because opportunity comes once in a lifetime. This is my Lin-Manuel moment. Great. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you like your mom's spaghetti? 
Mm. Oh, nice. Oh, M&M. That's nice. I asked you a question. Give oh, me an answer. Oh, my mom doesn't make spaghetti. My dad's 100% Italian. He makes it. It's phenom. So, so hers is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she defrosts my dad's. So it's really good. <laughs> good. So, okay. Let's talk about the Golden Globes. There was a lot Great. of controversy about the Golden Globes a last lot. week. And it's for a day Catholic, so we're not going to talk about Did controversy. Did you watch it? Heck no, I didn't watch it. It's the Golden Globes. You Why don't watch any of the award shows? I am so in love with the award show. And you've got to tape it because here's what happens. When you go back to look on YouTube or you go back and you watch like the playback or whatever, they always edit it and stuff. The good stuff happens when it's happening live. You, you don't do not understand. want to miss it okay, live. I, I've already said. So just DVR it. Is that what it's still called? DVR? <laughs> sure. I already told you that I don't understand video editing, but what I do know about video editing is that when they edit stuff out, yeah. it's the parts I don't care about or that were dumb or that were boring, and no. I get the highlights. No, 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 no. When the really when the stuff goes down, like MTV, the music awards, you want to tape those awards, you want to tape the video awards, because that's when you see Britney go nuts, and that's when you see all the stuff, and then they cut it out when they redo it. So it, what you're saying is, you I'm, see I'm misunderstanding what it, talking about. and it's more, oh, I wish I could just talk without you talking over me, but that would be, that would just be phenomenal. <laughs> but uh, so what you're saying is that it's like Patreon content. So like all the wild and crazy yes. stuff that we say that we can't put on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like that. Okay, good. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Forty Catholic help feed my children. And get some bonus content that you won't hear right here. Ironically enough, you say like you're mad at me for not watching. The whole purpose of our conversation right now is to talk about the host of that show, yeah. Ricky Gervais. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things that he said was, Why are any of you watching this? this <laughs> like he said something like, There's a there's a show about somebody who's very sick and dying. It's on Netflix. Go watch that instead of watching this show because it's more. It brings you more joy, yeah. and I'm just like, oh my gosh! He went hard after these people. So mm-hmm. there was controversy about abortion stuff. We're not going to talk about it. Everybody else has already talked about that a week ago or so. The part I want to talk about is Ricky Gervais because when I hear that Ricky Gervais said something at the Golden Globes and that something like provocative and inappropriate was said at the Golden Globes. I assumed those would be from the same people. <laughs> right. Because it's usually Ricky that's saying sure. these things, right? Yeah. But he said the things that I liked this year. That everyone liked. It everyone was, was here strange. for it. And here's what I want to ask you. I want to ask you, and this is what everybody keeps bringing up, is was it, was he kidding? You know, like, was it a joke? Was he being, was that for the laughs? Or do you think he really actually believes the things he said about Hollywood, which I know you want to share what he said in case people didn't catch it. But do, do you think he actually believes this, the things that he said, or was it just a shtick? Was it just for the show? I th- absolutely think that he believes it. One you of do? the yeah, because he doesn't w- care if he ever gets a job again in Hollywood. He will. Oh, he's I know he face. will. Yeah, I know he will. But you know what I mean. Like the, the okay. job of comedians has always been they're the only people that can poke fun at people in power. So the comedians mm-hmm. for forever. Right. Just think of like late night TV. Like the, all the late shows with all the all the Catholic Jimmys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. The Catholic uh, Jimmys. <laughs> then there's the uh, uh, Stephen Colbert. His name isn't Jimmy, but he too. A Catholic <laughs> Jimmy Colbert. Man. So uh, <laughs> Jimmy Colbert. That sounds really weird. Uh, Jimmy Stewart. I don't know about his faith, but he that was a long been. time ago. I don't know. We're not sure. Jimmy Coburn. Colburn? Col- James Colburn. But I'm being Corden. His last name it. is Corden. Okay. Well, he was in Cats, and no one liked that movie, so no one cares if we no mispronounce his movie. name. Yeah. No one even saw that movie, so it doesn't not, even. Not matter. even the people in the show. Nope. So, um, what was I talking about? <laughs> Ricky Gervais, and was he as the role of oh, the comedian? The role of comedians, right? You said late night. They're always making fun of the president. Like it's right. it's really funny watching like late night shows because they always make fun of the current president. Mm-hmm. 
Which is interesting because you would think, like, oh, if somebody's making fun of Trump right now, they must be a Democrat. Then you go watch the same show replays from four years ago. Who are they making fun of? Obama. Obama, right, because sure. he's the person in power. Like Whoever the, it is. The role, and, and if they were lucky enough to be on the air eight years before that, yeah. Bush. Bush. They're making fun of, like, like, everybody's making Bush, fun yeah. of the people in power. Yeah. What's interesting is, especially when it comes to, like, politics, like, the, the largest power in our nation is our presidents and our big time politicians, mm-hmm. all the you know the few names of politicians that I know is because they're the president, the speaker of the house, the uh, vice president. Like there's a f- only a f- really a few names that I know. Like now that we're in election season, you know a few of the other candidates yeah. that are never going to do anything. So like, yeah, whatever. You know, what's interesting about what Ricky Gervais said, I'll, I'll read it here in yeah, a second, read it. Oh, okay. is read it now, read it later. No, read it I, now, I'm the later. host. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm you Maybe you'll read it. Maybe you'll read No, I'm going to read it because I need to edit some of it on the fly. So it was interesting that he was making fun of the new people in power, yeah. which are the other comedians in the room, the other actors and actresses in the room, because all of these award shows, like I used to watch a little bit of them back in the day because it was like, I like to see who won. And that used to be the only way to see who won was to watch it or like read it in the newspaper a few days later, right? Now, instead of watching the show, I can just walk up and be like, uh, on my phone, okay, it's 10.30. Type it on my phone, winners of Golden Globes, go through and watch it, and then watch the highlight reel of the monologue with whoever Mm -hmm. it is making fun of somebody, right? The big thing that like kind of went viral. He said, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a political platform to make a political speech. You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. So if you win, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent, and thank your God, and then uh, essentially get out of here. <laughs> if you watched it, you know that he said something. Get some the other... fly out of here. Right, yeah, something like that. So go go somewhere else. Uh, but that's the, yeah. the crux of the... So what was great, though, was the kid that won the first award, which I don't know if you saw that. Nope. It was fantastic because um, he's this... He's Muslim and his show, it was like it was the first war. He was up against like Michael Douglas and like, I mean, crazy famous people. And his show is on, I think it's on Netflix, he said. And it's about a Muslim family that lives in New Jersey and like whatever, da da da. And so when the kid comes up, he, I mean, he looks, he's probably 23 years old. He's a bajillionaire, I'm sure, and like super whatever. But he, the first thing he says is, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to my God. It was right. really funny. He, he did exactly. And he then said. he said, um, and I know no one in this room knows who I am, which was fantastic. And I feel like that kid is actually the person who won the whole awards that night because he took a moment from Ricky Gervais, which that's what comedy really is, right? Like when you're working or when you're working is that you you take this, it's like volleyball, right? You take the spike and you like hit it. And he did. And I thought that was really funny how he took an, because it, it was an awkward moment. Ricky said a lot of stuff in that monologue, not just that, but he said a whole bunch of things. Like there's some clips of Tom Hanks's face that is like, yeah, that, I did see that. Crazy. That was really funny. Cause he said some stuff about Judy Dench and the movie cats. So it was just, this kid was perfect for that. He came on and he was funny. And now you want to watch a show because you're like, well, he is funny. And then he said, my mom went to Michael Douglas to win because Egyptians love Michael Douglas. <laughs> <It was> funny, <laughs> so. Anyway. I mean, so how do you feel about that? Like, do you think that that was a good use of his platform? So he- here's what's interesting. Like I, I love, what he said as a whole there are a few parts of it that i would like of course pick some nits with right mm-hmm. so the reason that i stopped watching award shows and listening to a lot of uh, listening to a lot of comedians i used to listen to listening to or watching a lot of shows i used to watch is because everything has become political it has it's like sure i'm not a big fan of politics I get that other people are, and it's, it can be fascinating to people. Sure, like, if that's your thing, fine. But, like, when something that is about 
movies mm-hmm. and roles played by actors. Like I feel like that, like award shows, are awards for the roles that they played and the movies that they played. Go up, talk about the role, talk about you know th- thanking people, right? And and like that's the time and place for those things to happen. I feel like all of these awards have just become a political platform. And I don't feel like it's the time and place. So, like, for me, it's like, okay, there's a time and place to talk about politics. There's a time and place to right. talk about religion. There's a time and place to talk about our faith. Like, people have talked, like, jokingly, and then I'll do the serious one, I promise. But, like, jokingly, it's like, I don't feel like, I've said this before, sitting on an airplane is the time to evangelize. Because that person is stuck. <laughs> they have no out. <laughs> like, if people, like, start a conversation, that's another thing. But if you're just like, hello, have you heard about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right. and why aren't you Catholic yet? Right, like, right. that's not the time and place for that, even though that's a great thing. Right. Now, that is better than, it's not a perfect comp, because, like, sharing your faith is always better than politics, but, like... You don't sit down and hand them a brochure right. as you're putting on your seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, guess who I am, everybody? Yeah. I'm yeah. a C-level Catholic podcaster and speaker. C-. <laughs> is that too high? <laughs> I, I thought I, I was mean, going is that humility. with a curve? Yeah, grading on a curve, for sure, for sure. Um, I actually failed, but uh, I got a C- minus because of the curve. So it, it, it was this balance of like, I liked that he said it because essentially it's like, this night is about something else. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, they're human beings. Yeah, and they have a huge platform. Yeah, they have a being right. on TV. They have a right to mm-hmm. their opinion. And I have more to say, but I'll let you jump in. No, I mean, it's uh, okay. If we were in front of, I don't know how many people watch these awards, but it's in the multi millions. Okay. So you got to think about that. Like, what if Unplanned was up for an award? Now, first of all, that is a very controversial film, film for everybody else because it's about the abortion industry and all these kinds of things. But you know for a fact, if Abby Johnson or pretend any of us were in that film, won that, you know, won Best Picture for Unplanned or she won Best Actress, you know, the girl playing won Best Actress. Let's pretend that. She wins Best Actress for Unplanned, which isn't going to happen. But anyway... Would she not then use it? I mean, that is already like a political film because a lot of films are political, right? I mean, a lot of, I mean, it's an art form. It's a place where you are relaying these concepts and these things. Now, it is weird if you're like Seinfeld and you win for, you know, best whatever, and then you get there and you're like, let me tell you yeah. about all the Democrats and all the, that's a terrible Seinfeld that impression. Was, oh I didn't my know, gosh. it sounded like a cat dying. But uh, The Cats film, that was actually, I was quoting the Cats film. Uh, you were. Seinfeld made a rare appearance and no one, <laughs> knows about that because no, one, no one saw it no yeah. one saw that film so you know what i mean like i mean I, I think it also depends on what the award is for and what is happening and what is is going on but i don't know yeah it's, like the, the, guy, the guy that won the lincoln thing if he wants to go up there sure. and talk about lincoln being the greatest president and he was a great leader because of all these things, like that's an appropriate time to do it like if you won for playing marvel's iron man like don't go, up, iron? don't go up there and talk about the president of the united states yeah you know, like there is so we're saying it needs to match the content of what I, is winning. I don't want to put too many rules on it. We we're kind of coming but, up with a lot of rules know, for the Golden there, Globes, but there is, and they're definitely listening. There is a time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Downey Jr.? How are you? They totally care. Uh, but okay, people are people. Like LeBron James, big big star. His slogan is like more than just an athlete. Like mm. you know, because uh, there's a guy that wrote a thing about him. It's like shut up and dribble. Mm. Like just shut up, do your thing. Don't talk about anything yeah. else. And it's like, he can talk, like him talking about politics on his own Instagram and his, sure. like if he's interviewed and he's asked about it, sure. But like when he wins the national championship, 
He's not be like, take that, Trump. Like, that's, like he's not doing that. Then. So like, you're saying across the board. You're saying like, like Tim T. Okay, what about Tim Tebow? Um, it doesn't matter because he's not famous anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Tim. I didn't want to talk about that anyway. But I loved it. I loved that Ricky Gervais said it. And I hope it is what he believes like with Kanye. Like when we talked about Kanye, you know, a while ago, like I'm here for it. If Kanye is Christian for 10 minutes, I don't care because he's talking about Christ. And if, if Ricky Gervais is like, look, and it was all a shtick and it was just part of the show and just to be like a shock jock or whatever like a shock host then uh, i'm for it but did you hear the oscars are not going to have a host which i wonder is that because ricky gervais well, did it, what he did that's because everybody goes back and finds tweets that people sent out we talked about that 18 years ago and now so, they're getting in trouble for so yeah well uh, i'm here for it i love so it. i spent christmas break deleting all my tweets from 2009 <laughs> those are recorded somewhere taylor <laughs> no it's okay that's, that, 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 that's how i feel and uh, we're going to end the segment now because there's a time and a place for everything and the yeah. time and place for us to continue talking is actually over now. So uh, we'll be right back for our guest of the day that I'm not sure who it is, but I'm sure they're great and you'll find out here in just a second. Olivia, how do you think that first segment went? Awesome. <laughs> It's a funny story. We're recording this way after, and she had to think about it. She has no idea which one was the first segment. <laughs> well, anyway, that's a perfect segue. No, I didn't. Into saying that everybody <laughs> should go get some Catholic beard balm from ForteCatholic.com slash beard for 11% off because that's our commercial. Why Enjoy the rest not? of the show. Your beard does look good. Thank I told you. you that when I walked in. I'm very beautiful. It's the beard balm, the Catholic one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Back to Forte Catholic. This is Taylor's role, and once again, I have ditched my co-host, and I am doing this alone. These people keep trying to come over here, take over my show, and I just told whoever's the co-host today, get out. I don't even remember their name. That's how that's how much I don't like them anymore. They'll be back in like 18 minutes. Don't worry. This is terrible stick. Uh, but what what do you come to expect from me? Uh, nothing much anymore, just like my parents. They don't expect much from me at all. But uh, we've got a great guest today. This is a return guest, and I'm excited to again talk to my friend from Everyday Catholic, Mr. Chris Mueller. How are you, my brother? I'm doing pretty good, Taylor. I don't feel like I'm cool enough to be on your show. I'll be honest. I, you've got this very like hip kind of thing going on, and, and I'm like this 40, almost 44-year-old guy, and I, just, I feel like I got invited to play with the cool kids, so I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I, uh, thanks for having me on. See, I feel out of place here, too, even though it's my show, because you you just posted something today. As we're recording this, it's pre-recorded. You just posted today about like working out in your 40s. Do you remember what you said? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Oh man. So I, okay. New year's resolutions. Right. Um, and I, I actually made this resolution last year to get in shape and do all that stuff. But yeah, I posted, I think it was some effect of like working out in your forties. Like my mind is like, I can do this. Like, you know, age is a number and muscles are like feeling strong. Let's go. And my tendons are like, you can go expletive with yourself. <laughs> right. Um, you know, cause that's dude, I, oh man, ice is my friend. Um, ice and ibuprofen. 
that's all it is. Bro. So, so this is but, uh, this is how I feel. It's like I read that, and I'm like, I've felt like you feel now for the last decade, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I am younger than you. Yet you look better than me. You look younger <laughs> than me. You have more hair than me. You're more in shape than me. You're more successful than me. So you're the cool kid in this scenario, Chris. I okay. I see. We did this last time I was on the show. You did the whole. I don't know. I don't know. Any of those things are true. Um. Maybe the hair, maybe the hair thinks, although, you know, if you get a good shot, it's, uh, it's going, I've my never, hair, my hair, I've never once hair. lied on this show. So the fact that you have insinuated that I would say anything but the truth <laughs> is just oh. like, I, I don't know oh. if I want to continue the conversation, Chris. Don't, don't make this like a Bernie Sanders thing where I'm, you know, did you, did you catch on there on, uh, I don't want to get into politics, but did you catch on the debates last night where Bernie, gosh, what's, um, and Elizabeth Warren, like we're accusing each other of lying about something. I don't know. Don't make this into that. We can be friends. Uh, so I feel like, again, not the political thing, but I feel like the way that he acts is exact. Like, that's my projection. That is the path that I am on is what I'm Bernie's <laughs> age. Oh, you need to know what I think about this. That, that's going to be me. I, there's an authenticity to it. You can't deny. You know what I mean? Like he just, he is who he is and you get to, you know, yeah, it's a, the joke about seniors. Like they say what they, they say what they mean, like whatever's in their mind, they're going to say, it, you know? So yeah, they are my it's heroes. That. So uh, the last time you came on, we talked about uh, your work at everyday Catholic. We had just met at a conference. It was about a year ago, a little over a year ago at the, I think we talked on this before we met. We, we were just, uh, Twitter associates at that point. Twitter friend. associates, like everybody else That's that right. listens to the show. We are all Twitter <laughs> associates. Only That's a few right. of us have met in person because it's terrifying That's to right. do that. But yes. we had a nice burger. We had a nice drink. We had a nice conversation. I remember just being so, like, I, I saw your content and it was one of those things, like, I had known you as a speaker for a long time. Like, I knew who you were and looked up to you for a while. And then I was like, I, I didn't know that you were producing all this content for your podcast and for uh, all the video stuff that you were doing. And like, like, I actually just watched again the other day I watched your confession video and it's you playing all the characters. So like you're the, you're the interrogator. You're the person who is in prison. And then you also come in and save yourself from being beat up by yourself. Like it's so <laughs> creative and like nobody else, whenever they were like, Hey, let's make a confession, a video about co what confession is. No one else would think about that. So you're creative in your thought process. And then the production value is so very good. And uh, we talked about that a lot. You can find that all where Chris. Uh, everydaycatholic.com. If you go to everydaycatholic.com and you click episodes, you can see everything we've released so far. Um, and so what we're doing is releasing about three to four minutes at a time. And the show is actually on EWTN social uh, media outreach as well. So if you go to Facebook and you click EWTN and then you should click their videos as a playlist where you can see everything that we've released so far. And actually, if you're listening, that would be super helpful. Go and do that. Check out the videos and leave some comments. Let us know what you think because you know, we're really trying to reach uh, a market that isn't necessarily watching Catholic television, right? Um, I know for me, like I, I, I'm not watching a lot of Catholic television. A lot of families like mine aren't. Um, and so let's create really good content that, that people want to watch, that they can watch with their families. And so, yeah, so we're, we're producing it independently. EWTN's uh, getting ready to show it on the air, on the global network. You know, it's all available online or, you know, both places. Awesome. Yeah. So like we got to meet around all of these things. It was, it was, it was phenomenal meeting you. And then, so ever since then, like I've been following you more closely because like, it's one of those things like you meet people from the internet. It's like, okay, like I actually 
enjoy being around this person, right? It's not just a Twitter associate. <laughs> this person's not an insane, yeah, internet person. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, like, you know, like, I was always, like, following you on social media, but then there's, like, the other sense of following, like, actually, like, caring and seeing the stuff that you were posting. And then uh, sure. those of you, or, or those of people who are listening that also follow you know that there have been some major life changes in your life in the last year, year and a half since since we met with some of the complications and the sickness with your son. So I just kind of want to let you come on and talk to this. Oh, sure. Talk about this with me um, and kind of how y'all are working through this and coping through it and struggling through it and having joy through it and all of those things with what oh, yeah, going on. Oh, yeah, sure. Definitely. You know, it's interesting too, you know, everyday Catholic, we're making this show and it's been this sort of labor of love pushing this, you know, this rock to get it going. And so I got all of my dates for shoot dates on the calendar and I, and we were rolling, we were in the middle of our baptism episode, you know, getting that shot out and edited together. And on good Friday last year, my wife and I, we, you know, took some quiet time from 12 to three, you know, remembering Christ's uh, passion on the cross with the kids. And so we put on like a, like a little Jesus, like Easter story for the kids cartoon. And we're sitting there and our three-year-old stands in front of us at some point, like stands up and does something. And both of us notice that there's this lump on his neck and you know, kids get lumps on their neck. It wasn't like, you know, you kind of go, oh, what's that? Right. So I, I just immediately took a picture and sent it to a friend who was a pediatrician. And, and it was that whole, well, it's probably nothing. It could be mono. It could just be any number of viruses. 99% of the time, there's nothing to worry about. And so we just kind of went through, we got blood tests, nothing in the blood tests. And it, and it just continued to grow. Like this lump just kept getting bigger and bigger, more blood tests. You know, we did a ultrasound, did a chest X-ray, everything. They said, well, you know, maybe there could be something in the chest X-ray, but don't, we don't think so. So don't worry about it. Had an appointment with a specialist like a, I don't know, six weeks later. And I, I actually got on a plane and went to Canada for like a week long mission doing like Catholic high schools and, 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 uh, so I was, I was in like another country, like in, not even like in Canada on the West coast, I was in Canada, like in Toronto. Right. And I, I'm a, you know, we're from San Diego area and, um, my wife calls me and she says, I'm just not comfortable with this. It's just gotten bigger. So she sent some pictures to our pediatrician again. And he said, no, this is, this is weird. I'm going to get you with a specialist tomorrow. So she takes him to the specialist by herself who takes one look at him. Um, feels the, like literally they're in the office, like two minutes, he, he feels Ben's neck and kind of pushes his chair away. And he says, I normally tell parents not to worry, but I'm very concerned and I want to schedule a biopsy as soon as possible. Wow. Um, and so that was as soon as possible it was a week later, because nothing moves fast enough when you're in this kind of situation. And then we didn't get results. I think for another week, you know, your life changes in an instant. Uh, it, you know, we got a call from our pediatrician and basically said the biopsy came back. We don't know exactly what it is, but it is, it is malignant. You know, so you need, you need to take him to get blood tests, some more blood tests right now. And then tomorrow you'll check in to the hospital and expect a very long day. Well, a very long day turned into be like a week, right. Of, of inpatient treatment and chemo and, and getting his diagnosis. So Ben has, we're very, okay. A, we're very blessed. He's got a very treatable form of cancer. Uh, it's called T cell lymphoblastic lymphoma, which sounds way more fun than it is. Uh, lymphoblastic is a great word to say, but it's not fun to have. It's lymphoblastic. In fact, he's, he's so funny because he'll, he'll say, what kind of cancer do I have? You have T-cell lymphoblastic. He'll go, lymphoblastic. Uh, and <laughs> Only you could make me laugh during this story. Like, this is amazing. Oh, man. He's such a funny kid. So anyway, so we, you know, you start treatment and it's, it's, a, it's amazing how scary those first couple weeks were, first couple months were. Um, but it's also amazing how you know, God is faithful in all of it. And, and there've been some trials and, 
you know, we, we immediately had friends and family and, and people from around the country just rally around us. You know, there was a GoFundMe campaign that just really, it really has made our, it's taken so much of the concern and the stress out of everything, right? You know, it was, that was a huge gift and, 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 you know, people send in blankets and prayer cards and there's a group that's, I think it's Phoenix that sends us like a, a St. Peregrine prayer card and lets them know we're praying for him. And oh, cool. there's some quilt, a quilters from Poway and, 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 you know, long story short, Wait, he's did you doing say quilters. People are sending you quilts, quilts. Yes. From yes. where? Poway, California. So just down the road. Oh, actually. that sounds much more exotic than California. No, yeah, from Poway. <laughs> no, it's it, no, it's just a suburb of San Diego. And you know, there are a couple of things where we had. There's some medicine that he needs. Uh, he developed an allergy to one of the kind of game changer chemo drugs, and it wasn't the, the so the the replacement drug is in an international shortage, so it just wasn't available. And so I reached out on the internet, and all of a sudden we had people all over the country harassing this pharmaceutical company. Oh. Um, <laughs> Which That's was, what friends you know, are really, for, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. We got all the way. We got all the way to the president of the company. Wow. Um, who you know, I had friends con- in in conversation with the president of the com- company, um, and I had the VP of the company calling me directly to let me know when the releases were. That's and then wild. I was telling my doctor when the releases were coming, and she was like, "I don't know what you did, but you have more information than anybody." That is wild um, because, like, I remember seeing like the request to to get the medicine and asking people to help yep. find it. I I did not. I must have missed. The that it worked. I didn't see that part. Oh, no, That's yeah, phenomenal. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, you know, and and you know, even our doctor, like our so our doctor is this amazing young Catholic woman. Um, and the way that we kind of met her was um one of the one of the people from the student mill conference team, uh Michael Paulione, reached out right away and said, We have a good friend who's an oncologist at Children's Hospital Orange County. We we grew up with her in youth ministry. And if you ever need if you need a contact, let me know. And at that point we didn't know we could go to that hospital. But when we found out, I reached out to her and she was already praying for us and aware of us before oh, wow. we even got to be her patients, you know? Yeah. You know, and so, you know, there's a point where she and my wife prayed over Ben because he was having a reaction to something and it, and it calmed down, you know? So, you know, there's been a lot of, of that, <laughs> but, but I don't know, man, it, it's it, obviously it's scary and you go nuts. And when his numbers are low, like you wash your hands until they bleed and, um, my kids are amazing. You know, we have six kids and he's number five of six. And so it's amazing how everybody except for the two-year-old is on board. You know what I mean? Like that two-year-old's two-year-old, a jerk. <laughs> no. <he's, laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with that. Everybody uh, that no. says like, you know, the whole age of reason thing, like kids can't sin till they're seven has never had kids under seven. <laughs> Dude, he's they're so funny. But so Ben, so this most recent chemo block he's in right now is really intense. Um, it's the most intense chemo block of treatment. So his hair's falling out again, right? And you know, you'd think that would bother him, but he was so excited about it. Like he was, he was like, because when your hair falls out from chemo, a lot of times it comes back black. Um, and he's a little blonde kid. So he thought that is gonna be cool, that black hair. So he was like, <laughs> bring it on. Like, and so as it's falling, you know, like we didn't even know it was falling out to his wrestling with his two year old brother. And we, we found like a clump of hair on the floor because his little brother had pulled it out, but he would do this thing where he would just like, if you're sitting next to him, he'd just kind of pull a tuft of hair out and like put it on you <laughs> just, and then kind of giggle about it and then pull another tuft of hair out and put it on you to bug you. So we end up shaving his head. He, you know, but he's just, he's just this neat little kid who takes it with stride. You know, he has to get a shot in his leg like every other day for six shots, like every couple of weeks. And 
um, they just marvel at how he just is takes it. He's just a good attitude, and he gets a prize when he gets a shot. We have so many Legos from from his shots now. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even open them anymore, really. Like he does eventually, but like I'm he used tired to really of the presents. It. It's enough already. Oh no, he wants the presents. Don't get me wrong, but it's more like smog. He's like, just throw it in the pile, you know. Like I just. <laughs> <laughs> just, and don't mine. touch it i haven't opened it or played with it yet but do not touch it totally like we can get that one your brother it's mine you know like <laughs> he can get jabbed in the leg with a nail if he wants it one i've earned this so yeah man so we've got so we we have a little break right now in this block he'll start a really nasty sort of month on monday and it'll feel terrible, you know, and, you know, when he gets really low, he, he lays on the couch and listens to cool jazz, um, like, uh, Dave Brubeck, what a uh, cool kid, know, like, like just, what a cool kid. Oh man. Yeah, totally. Way cooler than I am. And then after that though, we, we start the maintenance phase. So like, we're literally through the roughest part of chemo already. And it's been, I think it'd be probably 10 months by the time we get through it. And then we start maintenance where he takes, still takes chemo, but it's only like a trip to the hospital once a month, not not like every other day and then it's oral chemos and he won't his hair will come back and uh he could even start preschool you know if we're feeling up to it or he's feeling up to it so yeah. a lot of neat a lot of neat stuff but it's we're kind of getting to the point now where we're you know it's freaky and you stress out and you never relax but it it sort of feels normal and you can tell what's scary and what's not i guess you know yeah so I think, and the thing I haven't told you yet, um, and one of the reasons that I was looking forward to talking to you about it is that like when this all first started, like I saw like the first post that you were making about, like literally for the first time, letting people know. And yeah. I saw, you know, like the, a pretty typical response, like number one, it's just a hard thing to respond to. Anytime somebody goes through or is going through <laughs> a big tragedy, none of us really know what to say. Right. And a lot of times what I see is kind of two extremes where it's like, people are like, God has got this. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be perfect. And then on the other side, like all is lost. I'm doubting my faith. Right. And right. Like, the thing that I have appreciated about kind of following along with you specifically, like, and by, by extension, Ben and your family is that oh, like, sure. like yeah. I have seen you, like you will start a lot of your posts, like by saying today was a good day. Today was a rough day. And like you are, right. you are sharing with all of us this story and like your role in it, like as a father, because like I, I can't imagine going through this, but I've I've appreciated how you have handled it as a man, as a Catholic, as a leader of your family, because you've been open and honest that it's like, yes, it's true. Like God does have this and we are trusting and we are believing. And then today was really difficult. Today was hard. They don't have the drug we need. Sure. Um, all of these things that it reminds, reminded me a lot of like David in the Psalms, right? We're like, right. Uh, oh yeah. David is a man after God's own heart. We all know his, his great, his great achievements and his great sins. And then in the Psalms, we see God, you are awesome and you are wonderful. And then the, you turn the page and it's like, God, where are you? I don't even remember knowing you ever. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's, you know, platitudes serve no one, right? You know, we, we've kind of, we, we took the mindset real early that we did with the day we knew he was in the womb, we started fighting right. for Ben and that fight was never about this life, right? That fight was about his life, right? You know, um, and I took the role of St. Joseph in his life. The day he was baptized, I am just a steward of God's child, you know? So we're going to live that out with that eye that there's much, and obviously we're blessed that he's, he's doing well. We took a mindset of, we have six kids. We're not going to lose any of them while we go through this. You know what I mean? You know, I had real good role models. My, my mom, I remember one time I was coming back from a retreat 
and uh, I was running late because the retreat went later and it was way up in the Sierras, like in Northern California. And so my wife couldn't get a hold of me and she was starting to get worried because it was late, like in mountain roads and all that, you know, so she's thinking Chris is on the side of the road dead somewhere. That's probably what happened. It's and the most so likely my, scenario. <laughs> yeah, of course. Cause you know, that's immediate, you know, that's right. so my mom, my mom and her great, you know, give you peace was like, you know what? We're just going to keep praising the Lord no matter what happens. If he's, if he's hurt or he's gone or whatever, whatever it is, all we can do is praise. And in every season we give praise, you know, because we know God's always working for our good. Even when it doesn't make any sense at all, we're going to keep giving worship. And, and my wife told me that I was like, mom, that's a little, uh, Glad to see that you were so ready to accept that. Yes, yeah, yeah. that can be taken in many ways, but I'm going to choose to take it in the positive way, mom. So. <laughs> but, you, but you know what? Like, you know, I lost my, it's been a rough year, man. I lost my dad um, a year ago, January. Yeah. But again, like as he was in the hospital, what we gathered as a family and we worshiped together. Right. What else? You know, like what you got nothing to cling to, but the Lord. And, and so that's what we cling to, you know? Right. Um, he's our security. He's our he's our promise. He's our inheritance. So well, it's been beautiful to watch to watch you go through this very difficult situation. How you've been handling it. Um, obviously, our prayers are with your family, are with you, are with Ben, are with your wife. What I'm going to ask is that anybody listening today, like if you have the financial ability to help this family through this difficult situation, like, and you can also support the great content that Chris is making. You can do that oh, at, yeah, at everydaycatholic.com. There's a way to, to donate there. Uh, let's just rise up as a church and continue to support this family. So Chris, thank you so much for your time today, man. I absolutely appreciate it. Hey Taylor, anytime, man. I, uh, I, you make me feel cool and young and hip by being with you. Well, you are. So I'm glad that I can bring out the truth <laughs> in you. Uh, everybody else, I'll be right back. I guess I'll let the co-host back in. Don't go anywhere. Olivia, do you think you are good at making commercials? I don't know, but I love them. Uh, and it's Liv. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. Why are we arguing in the commercials? <laughs> Because that's what we do. You know what we don't have to argue about? What? The fact that sacrilegious socks are amazing. You could get yours now for 50% off at 14, 14, fortecatholic.com slash socks. I'm tired and Liv's driving me insane, so I don't remember anything like the name of this show, fortecatholic.com slash socks. I need some. I don't have a pair. I'll go buy some. Fortecatholic.com slash socks. <laughs> slash socks. Take Catholic, the game where everything is made up and the points don't matter. So, Olivia, you get 14 points for your contribution today as co-host. Yay! I never get points. You never get points. I never get points. Uh, but Allison had 17, so you're still behind. Always, because <laughs> she's the pretty one. Sure. Cool. Uh, so, um, that whole thing about like you being more host than co today yeah. is totally true. Because the last time when we talked about it, you were mostly co- and very little host. Uh, but I was trying to run the show. Yeah. And you, we've done this show long enough that you should know, like, when I'm starting to wrap up a segment. I'm like, all right, guys, thanks for listening today. And the last time we recorded, I, I was, I'm doing the wrap up. And you're like, wait, can we talk about genius? And I'm like, no. Are you yelling we, at me? We have a hard out. because This is a radio show. So you were like, oh, well, it's this date. And I was just like, nope, shut up. 
And that's I played music, and then I said, see ya, and the episode was over. Like the Golden Globes. I got walked off the stage by the music. brought it together. Full circle. That's a shout out to Edmund Mitchell, if he's listening. Oh, hi, Edmund. We had this new thing where somebody said full circle. Yeah. In a conversation with him. Yeah. In... A context where it wasn't a full circle thing. Oh, really? So, like, we all agreed that leaving that, we were all just going to say full circle in a situation that it it's just random. Like, somebody, like, no one had talked about platypuses today. And somebody <laughs> was just like, and then that platypus ate that celery. And I'm just like, full, full circle. circle. Full circle. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. I love that. But anyway, <laughs> back to you being a co host. A terrible co host. Yeah. Is that what we were going through? Sure. I got lectured. For sure. So, came to your TED talk. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I was like, look. Genius is far away. You like had just got the side up. I wanted to make sure there weren't any kinks in it. Like it, the the, the conference was far enough away when we were recording back in early December. But you were very excited about it because you were like, "Oh, everything's just here." And I'm just like, "No, I'm the professional here. We'll talk about it next month." And you were like, "Okay, fine." So here we are. That sound like me. We are it. We are in next month, and now, now? you finally get your chance. This is your segment. <laughs> This is this your segment. My whole we time? get to talk about genius, you really which is a thing it. that you named a conference led by you, so narcissistic much, but please explain what it is. Well, I'm not a genius, so <laughs> it's what I want to be. I, and thank you, Taylor. You're welcome. It's a really cool. In all sincerity, you're welcome. Oh, thanks, Taylor. No, so it was really cool. Last year, I was uh, working with an incredible company that's in Texas, and they asked, they approached me, and they said, "Hey, would you write a women's conference for us?" And I was like, "No, women's conferences are the worst." <laughs> I would <laughs> not doing prefer that. Prefer not to do that. Absolutely actually. not. That's a hard no. And uh, and so they were like, "No, no, no, we really want you to." And I was like, "I don't think you do." And uh, they were fantastic, and they they were really cool about it, and they they were very supportive, and all. The, I mean, it was their conference, and so they paid for all the things and they tell the things but they gave me complete freedom so i got to write it i got to name it i got you know the logo is by my friend rocky who's an incredible catholic artist who lives in detroit everybody loves rockstar designs you're um, talking and i'm looking we, we recorded we said at the beginning of this recording that we we're recording this for youtube and i don't know what's happening but every time you say a word the tiles behind me go from red to maroon and back to red and it's tripping me out man are you Please on, continue. Just don't look at the screen. Anything? You otherwise. did just do your inhaler, so maybe it's the meds. Yes, know. my inhaler is making me see different colors. It That's might. a thing. And now you're going to do that, like that dress thing that was in the... Okay. Anyway, so it's genius... <laughs> geniuswomensconference.com it's March 6th through 8th in Dallas this year okay so people it, it was a huge success it hit something in the market that we don't have in the Catholic world especially for women and um, and so I was really cognitive about that when I was going to write I'm like if I'm going to do it then I'm going to do it which you know me you've known me for 10 minutes but I either you go big or go home, you know, like put in a hundred percent and here's what it isn't. It's not all the things that I hate in a women's conference or about women's ministry or about adult ministry. There's a lot of bad ministry out there. I've done ministry my whole life. This is not new for me at all. So sitting down and, and you're very together, old. So that's a lot of I'm like so old. Like it was like I was on the mountain with Jesus and it was weird. So like, Putting it together and to see it. was weird, like, it, when he left? Like, yeah, Which, which mountaintop sad. experience were you referencing? really sad. The time one. he died, the time he ascended, no, the time the, he gave a sermon. With the bread. We would have shown up for the meal, Taylor. With That's the, the one we would have been at. Free food, baby. Woo! Okay, all the bread. Wait, did you leave whenever he said, you need to eat my flesh now? 
I was still eating. I couldn't hear him in the back. <laughs> I was like chewing really loudly. And I don't know. I was with a fisherman at the time. Anyway, so um, yeah, so I just, it was really cool to see how people responded. It was really cool to see how people res- responded, especially people who are like way out of other circles than I'm out of. You know what I mean? Because I'm just, I'm just oh, a nobody. Ones. I'm a, yeah, good people. But that's kind of what's been so cool about it is that it's brought together a lot of women from a lot of different places, which was intentional. Hey, you know one of my speakers, Allison Sullivan. I know all of your speakers. <laughs> no, I mean, but she works with you, goof. Anyway, and so it's been a really neat way to collaborate, you know, and as women, and especially with what's going on in social media, and I don't know how men feel, which we could talk about that. I'm, I'm interested in your feelings, Oh, Taylor. you're going to let me talk? Uh, yeah. This is an interesting place to stop, because we are currently five minutes and 53 seconds into this segment. Okay. And before we started, I was like, hey, I'm going to hand this over to you. Yeah. But to make it a good segment, plug it for 20 seconds. I, oh, I said that. And the then things. we'll talk about other things. And then we can plug it again at the end. You also said I was the host right now. It, is it, I mean, I know, but I. But you keep I, going back and forth. You're like a girl. But I gave, I gave you rules. And we were five minutes and 52 seconds into it before I was able to say anything again. Okay. I feel like you're making me go to class. It is class. I'm trying to teach you how to do a good radio slash podcast slash YouTube host. Okay, then the YouTube is not going to work. Well, this, who are we calling? These to lights teach me tripping how to do that? are. It are is kind of tripping. Me out. When you stopped it and you did that, I mean, I got a little distracted. I said we read you the I whole thing. I was trying thing. to. No, I was just trying to distract you because your 20 seconds was up. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, I plugged ge- in the ge- beginning. Genius is cool. We would talk as you were planning, and then mm-hmm. we would talk like right after, and then we talked every month since, and you never stopped talking about it, which is why we have to pick a specific day for us to talk about it here on the show. There was a great response from it, and a lot of the women that I follow on social media, like on, especially on Insta- Instagram, I saw things happening at the conference, and I saw the response to it, and like usually like when I see conferences and like people are excited to leave, it's like youth conferences and like seek slash SLS. Every other conference, people were like. Oh boy, I'm exhausted. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 and they're yeah. not sharing like glory stories from it, and they were sharing it from your conference because you're a genius. <laughs> he said in all sincerity, <laughs> "I'm not a genius." Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's just because. Yeah, no, I mean, you know. See, told Good. you I'm not a genius, Taylor, and I love how you love to point it out every five seconds. God. Oh, now you want to talk about specificity of time? I cannot. <laughs> like I have a clock. I'm trying to be organic There's and a real clock and right human. In front of you. All right, I cannot with you. Why am I even here? Okay, That's we don't. A great know. question. I'm um, not. I'm starting to doubt. Doubt as well. Just, you're mad because you can't come because you're not a lady and it's a women's conference. You invited me. I told you I, I like can't come because I'm already booked. I feel like your feelings are hurt because I said no. Not I'm not hurt. coming to your conference. I am good. I am so good. But I want your wife there. Here's the thing, Taylor. It's cool because the the company is doing their the company that first originally asked or whatever is doing their own thing or whatever. So my husband in the summer said to me, So let's do it. Let's do this. You had a huge response. Four women came back to the church. I wrote it differently. It's really a hybrid is what it is. It's kind of in between a retreat and a conference. It's like it's like the atmosphere of retreat. It's got this intimacy level that I think none of us were ready for. Uh, but then it's got the content of a conference, you know, which is why you go to a conference, you go to learn, and you go to a retreat to feel. So it's the combo of the two. And so it's just really intentional, and it's really thought out. And um, and it's, you know, the people who I, who I picked as the speakers, I, I 
picked for a reason, you know, and they're phenomenal at what they do. And the guy that's running my sound and doing my music, he's phenomenal at what he does. So it's a really cool way to collaborate and to bring all this together. And so I'm excited to see if I can do it on my own. So because I'm now this time I'm financially doing it. And by me, I mean, Nathan, your husband, Nathan, his I've actually met him. Yeah, he's great. His entire left arm is made of hundred dollar bills. It is. <laughs> no, he'd do anything so for me. Y- you were trying to, as you were just eloquently speaking. Of course, all I could think about was combining retreat and conference mm-hmm. in my in my head. So I got contrite, contrite, which, which which sounds like contrite, which doesn't sound like something that people want to go to, and then also reference <laughs> hey so boring it sounds very boring yeah this so is not boring none of those things worked in my head Mm-mm. so i decided to share them thank you you're welcome and it's more like imagine me as a conference that's what it kind of is that's your worst nightmare people can see your face they can <laughs> retreat 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 <laughs> nah it's it's cool i th- but my dream is for your wife to come and you can just stay with the kids upstairs in the hotel room i already told you i'm booked i will be working that weekend okay well she can come anyway no, she, who's going to watch the children? Get, find someone. You work in a college town. There's plenty of college kids. Just drop one off. Yep. That's a thing that I don't do. I'm a better parent than you. <laughs> anyway, so no, I'm, I'm really excited. And we'll see. It's pretty, I have to be honest, this is the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life in my career. It is horrifying because what if nobody comes? What if it doesn't work? What if I lose all my husband's money? What if it really was just good that one time and it's not good this time? And so I think as I want to speak. I think it's very healthy for us to walk down all those paths. Let's get an answer to all of those. What if questions. we will on May 9th? <laughs> I mean, March 9th. <laughs> I don't even know when it is. <laughs> so everybody's How many watching. Ways can everybody's we plug watching. this conference incorrectly in one segment. <laughs> Probably all the ways. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's scary, but it's, super cool because i love working together and i like that about you i mean you are someone who collaborates you could have done this show and you could have not had any co-host you could have just had one co-host you could have just done i mean you could have done whatever you wanted to do and you choose to collaborate and i think i think people who well i did that show for a year by myself and no one listened so it's not like (laughs) i'm some knight in shining armor (laughs) it's like well No one finds me interesting. Right. I'll go find really interesting people. I went back and listened. And I was like, I don't want to listen to this. Oh. And I was the, I would, you know how I know I was interested in the content? I'm the one that said it. <laughs> I don't even want to listen. But that's the point though. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like that's the point of collaboration. There's so much competition out there. You know, you see, especially if you're, if you're in a creative space, okay. And you're trying to do things creatively and you're, whatever you're, you're doing that's there's this whole comparison thing like oh you got this job or you did this or why are they all together or, da, 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 da. but you regardless though taylor you still had a choice and you saw that it was better to do as a group and now you get it it's not all about you taylor and now i am king and all should bow before me you actually think that uh yep that's why i said <laughs> it i've never said anything sarcastic on this show ever oh um, i'm all about i'm all about truth and <laughs> transparency no, that's me. I'm truth and transparency. Your sarcasm. We could have T-shirts, and then people would know. But I'm just saying it is. <laughs> yeah, because people need a T-shirt to know I'm sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing. So dumb. But you are good. To, you are good to collaborate with when you're not making fun of people. You're actually a really good team player. You know what I love about collaborating with people? What is simply making fun of them? <laughs> like that's Father Anthony. I love collaborating with him because I could just get to use his audio drops. Out of nowhere. You keep audio drops? Oh, absolutely. This is John. Mountain. Doritos. <laughs> Amazing. Worst. 
Beards. Bald. I, t- I told Did you John, make him say a list of words? I just said, hey, John, just say a bunch of stuff because I can make you say anything I want you to. And he did. Because he's a good friend and likes so, collaborating. So if you're not, if you don't have a button like that, then you haven't made it yet, have you? I'm not on your buttons. You you push all my buttons. <laughs> you don't want my words? You don't want to hear those over and over again when I'm not here? No, not at all. Oh Well, thanks for letting me talk about my conference and that I'm terrified and that I'm super excited. So the comparison thing, it's interesting. Uh, it's funny that we talked about Edmund Mitchell earlier because when I went on his show, yeah. one of the biggest things we talked about was comparison because I just listened mm-hmm. to this uh, podcast called The Happiness Lab. Have you heard of this? No. You know I don't listen to podcasts. That's a dumb thing to I'm say on a podcast. I'm only on them, but I don't <laughs> listen to them. <laughs> like and subscribe yours i, I listen to yours you've never given me a, a rating on itunes it means you're a bad person and don't i didn't like know that was something i could do <laughs> you're super old <laughs> Stop it! and i have a couple instagram you questions st- when we're done do you still enjoy collaborating <laughs> <laughs> i'm just using you well it goes both ways okay <laughs> okay so you and edmund so uh yeah. we talked about this I, I just listened to this thing about olympic athletes and i'm like okay I was an athlete, and I once raced against Olympians. That's as close as I got. That's impressive. So, uh, it wasn't, actually. Oh, okay. I, I did very poorly. <laughs> um, but th- they did, like, scientific tests on happiness, like, as much as they could. Like, it's a hard thing to measure. Yeah. But, like, it was, like, a lot of body language things and, like, interviewing and talking to these people where the people on the podium that got, like, medals at the Olympics. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The absolute happiest person, like, they were on, like, the 90th percentile of happiness were the people that got first place. Yeah. And then the people that got third place were, like, 80. And the people that got second place, it was, like, 40%, 30%. Like, it was was equal to, like, people reacting to, like, when a, when a, animal that you own dies like when a pet dies wow uh, like when well, you lose your job so like okay and the the thing that they were saying is because the first place person they achieved all their goals mm-hmm. they're like their comparison is they are the best in the world like mm-hmm. they are literally the best person in the world at, at curling or whatever they just won <laughs> for right I feel like uh, we could do that third place they're comparing themselves to Oh my gosh! I made him. I got a medal. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's I made so it. awesome. I just barely beat the person in fourth. Like I beat everybody else. I got on. I got on the medal stage at the Olympics. This is awesome. Right. Second place is uh. comparing themselves upward to first place. I was so close. If I just would have done this, mm. I would have gotten my dream. I would have gotten the gold medal. And they're devastated. Like they're absolutely devastated. And so this this comparison thing is is difficult. And I, I find it with myself all the time, where it's like. I will, I will get great news about something like t- this happened today because I just started doing all this YouTube stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've got I've got a friend that has fifty thousand subscribers and he's been very nice in helping me get started. He's been he's been he's been great, but like looking at his page, it's like oh, I've got a long way to go, right? Yeah. But there's always like oh, I'm doing better than some other people. Yeah. And then I went and I found somebody's page today that I didn't think had a presence at all, and they have a video that has like two hundred fifty thousand downloads or like views or whatever, and I'm like. Oh man, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I go from like on this high to right. like super depressed very quickly. So the comparison thing is like, look, just like you're you're still in second place, you're still in third place, you're still in fourth place, even getting last place at the Olympics, like you're still doing good. At like, the Olympics, right? <laughs> so it's this this um, just be happy with what's going on, like unless that sad things are going on, but like be happy like with your the, right. with your success, be happy with the uh, comparison to other speakers at the conference or all, all these things, and it's like it's it makes things difficult the more we compare each other. No, it's true. And so this conference it's itself, like, 
that's what I want the women to come in and do. It's it's for all women, and and they feel very comfortable and they feel very seen, and that's important. Well, so, cool. I want people to go. So how do they sign up to go? All right. So geniuswomensconference.com all together. Fantastic. And it's March sixth through eighth in Irving, which is outside of Dallas. It's close to the airport. People are flying in for this thing. It's uh, unbelievable. You won't be disappointed. Incredible weekend. So do you see how good this plug for your conference went when I was in charge of it? This was so good. Thank you so much. Thanks for mansplaining. Olivia. I appreciate it. I'm (laughs) tremendous at mansplaining. (laughs) I appreciate your time, Olivia. Eugene Harrison. Oh, there it is. It's great having you here today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. See ya. Liv, I'm just going to come out and say it. ForteCatholic.com slash Patreon. I wanted to get that in there before you ruined the rest of the commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Do I make them not be Patreons after they listen? (laughs) I think you make... No, what happens is this is in the regular show. Yeah. And you make people tune out of the show. But it's okay because because this commercial is at the end of the episode. So if you're still listening to this... They really care. You really love us, which means you should support us on Patreon. ForteCatholic.com slash Patreon. You give us some money, you get all kinds of good stuff, like extra content with me and Liv. So we're going to stop talking now because (laughs) after this moment, everything else you need to pay for.